Hello and welcome to my six-day Christmas special series of Silence, a podcast that gives women in science, technology, engineering and maths, or STEM, an opportunity to be honest and open about what it's really like surviving and thriving in an often male-dominated world. I've reached the half-year mark, which means that each week for the past 26 weeks, an incredible woman in STEM has shared her stories and experiences. She may have been a public figure, the girl next door, or someone from a far-off land. What's special about silence is that all my guests have been deliberately kept anonymous and disguised to ensure that we're not distracted or even intimidated by her achievements or what she looks like. I'm Dr. Shanice O'Mara, also a woman in STEM. I studied mechanical engineering and ended up as a television broadcaster. Through my work reporting on some cutting edge technology and innovation over the years, I've met some incredible females from a diverse range of STEM fields, and some of them have been brave and kind enough to share their personal stories with me on this show. These women have been doing groundbreaking work within the world of STEM, but what has been most impressive and inspiring for me is learning about their human side. Here are some of the best sound bites from across the first 13 episodes. It gets raw, upfront and transparent, and I hope what you hear in the next half an hour, over the next six days, resonates with you too. If so, please do subscribe to Silence and maybe even leave some comments and reviews. I'd love to have your feedback. Enjoy. I think I started out believing more when I was younger and probably like most people, as you get older, it kind of you question yourself more like, am I capable of doing this? When I doubted myself was not usually when I was like alone learning something and reading. It was usually when I was taking a test or like around others. So remembering um, that kind of thing. The, the love of what I was doing and why I was doing it. A lot of the women I know in mechanical engineering at school have had those moments like, am I in the right major? Should I be doing something totally different? And so it's nice to have like a support system of people who've had that same thought and can be like, no, you're good, just keep it up. Yeah, it's I have this conversation with friends on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, and, I was, and I was that person myself um, when I got to about 35, thinking, what, you know, what do I want now? Um, and I suppose there was that point where I was thinking, um, it felt almost a little bit unfair that there was the view that the, the clock was ticking. And um, I think having done, um, I did, I read about it and looked into it more. Um, and I know that it's not just to do with the female biological clock, that men also, um, you know, need to factor in things as well. So I'd seen kind of uh, people doing things that they weren't that happy about, that, but they needed to pay the bills and they needed to make ends meet. And um, and if that's something that I had to do, I would definitely do it because I do work part-time through college and I'm on loans and I'm making ends meet, but I didn't want to just settle for something I didn't love doing. And so having parents that were encouraging me to keep seeking out what I wanted to do. So when I settled for engineering, my mom was like, I know it's what your brother is doing, but you don't necessarily need to do that. Um, she was like, fine, but you love doing, you love geology. So I kept searching. And um, and even though I'll have a ridiculous amount of loans by the end of it, at least I am getting to do what I love and kind of had encouraging people that kept pushing me to find my niche. And I found it. <laughs> As a woman, just because we want like a life in science doesn't mean that we can't also have, I don't want to say domestic aspect, but I feel like, you know, doesn't mean that we can't 
also be women and want like to be married and have a husband. Like, I think it's like, we get to have it all. Like, just because we're a woman doesn't mean it's one or the other. I think like men, we get to have it all. Like if we want it all, we get to have it all. STEM requires um, commitment and it also requires an interest. Uh, it's not, it's never going to be a job where you sort of turn up, you sort of detach and then you go home and, you know, you focus on your family. I think STEM subjects are really sort of, they, they become quite, quite ingrained in you and you think about it day and night and, you know, it becomes more of a lifestyle than um, just a job. I would say, fortunately for me, I went to an all-girls high school and I feel like that is a place where I had a lot of really successful role models and they just made everyone feel that you could do anything. We never thought that there was anything that only boys could do because our school was all girls. The girls had to be the student council president or the captain of the debate team. So because we always saw girls being able to do everything, we always thought that we could do whatever we wanted without limitation. But I will say that having gone to an all-girls school and comparing it to co-ed schools, I remember one day I was taking a test prep course. So in the United States, you have to take the SAT as part of your college admissions. And I remember going to that test prep course with some of the other girls at my all-girls school and then being there with other girls and guys from a co-ed school. And I remember that the SAT prep teacher would ask a question and all the girls from my school would raise their hand and were very confident to answer. And I would see the girls in the co-ed schools kind of defer to the guys or not wanting to put their hand up or feeling intimidated. And that's when I realized, like, for me, at least, it was a real benefit to go to an all-girls school where you just saw that a girl could do anything. I've had friends talk to me about them wanting to go down um, a sperm donation route, um, friends who um, have chosen to have a baby, um, uh, even though that them and the, her and their partner aren't together, um, they had a previous relationship, but they've chosen to have a baby together because this is something that they really desired. And others that are, who are approaching 40 or even 41, 42, and almost feel that that's, that's their cutoff for them. They want, to, they want to pursue meeting someone with a view to having children. Um, and it, and it, is, it is really... I think it's tough for a male or a female when you're at that point. And I suppose, like I was saying, there is there is the view that you're at this age and this is what you should do. And I remember very early on in my long, the previous long-term relationship, it was just because we've been together for two years doesn't mean we should get engaged or this long that you should then have children or you should get married. Um, why, why should it be that way? Um, who, who, who's dictating this and I think a lot of it's cultural but I think some women have like a checklist of like gotta have this and gotta have that and by this time this should have happened and it doesn't sound like you're like that not at all I am not like that at all and my family's not like that they always tell me like you know wait until you meet the right person and I feel like I've had a lot of I have friends that are single moms and you know, they kind of tell me they knew the relationship was destined to fail. And I said, why would you get married? And they said, well, I wanted to have a kid by this age. I wanted to do that by this age. And now they're really struggling. Like they have a kid and they're a single mom and it's hard to date. So I feel like it's worth it, you know, just waiting to make sure that, I mean, no one's perfect. We're not perfect, but just finding someone that you feel like you're compatible enough with that you have a good shot and of making it work.
you know, so eventually I feel like sticking to your guns helps you find your tribe, but that doesn't mean it's not a lonely road. If you're going through tough times and you don't have um, their clear paths with anything in life, like we don't know. We have no guarantees of where we're going to end up. I think just reminding yourself that it will work itself out. I mean, we like to think we're in control of everything. I didn't know if I was going to graduate. I didn't know if I was going to get into vet school at that time. And there were so many unknowns. I had to have a plan for if it didn't work out, because I think that that was just good sense. And also just took some of the pressure off to say, okay, look, I'm going to give myself this opportunity. But if this doesn't work out, I'm going to do x y and z and i just remember from being a really young age just thinking i'm not going to be like that i'm going to do something i'm going to make the most of what comes my way so i suppose i just had that open mind to just think um yes i really do want to um travel yes i do really want to do this but i know i needed to work hard to enable myself to get the money to be able to do it yeah i if i don't believe in myself no one else will so <laughs> i don't know for sure that stem has a whole lot to do with the question of whether women can have it all i think that women outside of stem also struggle with that concept of can we have it all for me having it all i actually i always say that this to myself i i think i believe i can have it all but maybe not all at the same time um I believe that there, there will be seasons in my career where certain things will be at the forefront of my life. So, you know, so that could change, you know, right now it's all my focus is on my career and, you know, hopefully starting, you know, a family in the future, but that's not my focus, focus yet. But when, when I do start a family, I'm sure my, my focus will move to my to my home and, you know, making sure that my children are well taken care of and they have the, the best opportunities and they have actually me to, to speak to them because I actually made the decision a while ago based on my own experience with my, with my parents because my dad actually was there with me almost every day during my secondary school education. And I would love to replicate that for, for, my, for my own children because... I actually believe that that's one of the reasons why I'm who I am today, that I'm able to think for myself. I'm able to make my own decisions because I had that amazing parental support. Okay, a lot of this has come from my personal background, where, like I said, my um, father had amazing opportunity to really do something with his, his amazing talent with his art. Um, and yet for um, various reasons, he chose not to. Any time when I have let someone else prompt me to doubt my self-worth or any time I have allowed myself to feel less than because of some stupid reason. I mean, and that includes, you know, there are times where I walk into a room and I'm like, oh, I don't have a PhD. I'm not as good as these people or I don't have a right to speak. Those are the moments I regret because the thing I've come to understand more, and if we do break it down to chemistry and genetics, we are each really unique we are that's it's not hyperbole we are, we we do not have 
a matching set of genetics or chemistry or circumstance out there. I just think support in general, for me, wouldn't actually have been a huge part of whether or not it was from women, because at the time, I didn't feel like I was going into any industry that was particularly male-focused. Um, I didn't feel like I was outnumbered in any way or that I was doing something groundbreaking by being a woman going into the industry I was going into. I think what would have been helpful is just having the support of people who really knew me to say, yeah, we believe in you, we know you're doing the right thing. That would have been helpful. Having people maybe who had done it the less conventional way. And yeah, if that was as a woman, I guess that would have been um, more touching in a way to say, look, I was in your position. I didn't do it the way everyone else did it either. And I still got there and I'm happy I did it that way. And I don't have any regrets. You know, I think that would made me feel like I'm not on my own. So someone like-minded or, you know, that would have been very comforting for sure. So you're saying you didn't have that? Um, No, I, I mean, I was lucky, you know, I wasn't the only one in my family who was doing something groundbreaking. I didn't have someone from the outside looking in and realising that I was doing a slightly unusual path. I didn't have someone making me aware of that. I worked that out for myself, like I said, when I was part of the way through my first degree. But maybe there are people out there who've been lucky enough to have, you know, a parent, for example, saying, are you sure you want to do uh, maths or law? Or are you sure you don't want to just plug away and try for the veterinary from the outset and just go for it? Uh, I wonder what would have happened if I'd had that. Would I have done veterinary from the beginning? and actually got in I don't know but maybe the fact that I got there my own way in my own sweet time actually in a way it's sweeter (laughs) it it tastes sweeter (laughs) because um, it just all came it came from me so I knew it was from the heart in STEM you don't necessarily need a tribe of women behind you you just need people who know you and support you is that something that is of importance I think in the industry I'm in having a woman talk to me about being in STEM now as a as a working individual who's trying to balance um, being a working mum that for me would be amazing. I think having it all is um, being able um, to have equality, um, opportunity, freedom um, and that's in terms of access to education and travel um, being able to, you know, for my own rights, um, uh, they're being, um, uh, you know, available to me and not being um, restricted. Um, so in terms of that, um, I still feel that I there's lots more I'd like to achieve. I feel I've got lots of ambition. Um, so I would never say I have it all because I'm always um, working towards um, the next goal. Um, and I've been fortunate to have um, had children and met my husband um, a few years ago. Um, but in terms of where I've gone down a career pathway or um, in other interest areas, I've always been a great believer in. Um, I'm a very lucky, being a Western woman, um, to be able to have gone travelling. I've been able to be well educated um, and have access to free healthcare in a sense. I know we obviously input into it, but we don't, you know, that's what I feel that's very important to me. Um, I'm able to, um, you know, express my views. Um, I'm well, I'm respected. Um, I can work autonomously. Um, and I really feel that that's, I'm hoping my children will see that me and my husband chose to take risks. Um, and I, as a woman, went on um, and 
continue to pursue my career and develop myself. Um, and it wasn't just that the only thing I, I was focused on uh, was just my career or being a parent or whatever it was, is that I've got that variety and the opportunity to have variety in my life. So I always feel that, um, I suppose the main answer is, is that I feel that where I'm at the moment, um, there's always that desire to continue and, and want more and strive for more. You know, I read a quote somewhere that positive people um, are people who who are not oblivious of the realities of the world, but they choose to control or they choose to be self-aware about their emotional state. So it's a choice, you know, it's a choice to decide that regardless of what the situation is right now, I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm, I'm going to make sure that, you know, this doesn't, you know, affect me to my core. Yes, I am aware that, you know, the world is is crazy. There are obstacles around. There are things that won't go according to plan sometimes. But what do you do? What can you do is that you pick yourself back up and you try again and that you don't let that stop you because we've heard about so many amazing people who just because they did not give up were able to achieve their feet. So for me, it's about controlling, not controlling, choosing to to have a positive outlook on life and just believing that everything will work out as it should. <laughs> it's, I think you really just have to push through and believe in yourself. You're going to have so many people work against you, whether that be your own mother, your professors making sexist comments in class, just ignore ignore all of those people just focus on yourself and push and push through and um i think we'll we'll all get there i think the the industry is um slowly getting better and the reason i've gotten better is because i've done it and so to say you know it's not my natural strength doesn't mean that i will never be good at it and the same is true of girls who go into math and science like just because it's not their natural strength doesn't mean they'll never be really really quite good at it and really successful um, and that's what I've seen with a number of young women. That they've decided, you know what, I'm not that great at it, but I really love it. And so I'm going to try it anyways. And I'm going to find people to surround myself with who are going to support me in that endeavor. And then in the end, they, be, they end up becoming, you know, incredible physicists or they end up, you know, going on to get their degree in physics. And, and they sort of just need to find that recognition that self-doubt happens all the time and everywhere. And you just, you just got to find what you love. If it's physics, go for it. <laughs> You're kind of like, you think, well, whenever you go into science, sometimes you can get into that mindset of like, oh, well, I'm this rare white rhino. There's no one else like me. And I'm doing all these amazing things. And um, I'm kicking down stereotypes and uh, challenging all of these uh, people who have said I can't do it. And then you come across another strong woman. And um, sometimes you can feel a little intimidated. And like, you need to be better than that person. And I've definitely felt that with some of uh, the women in my field, but, um, but I've reached the point where I would love to just go up and talk to them about their experiences and how they got to that point. And I've kind of been realizing that I'm tired of women wanting to compete against each other. We should be teaming up and competing against um, the rest of the world and taking on the world. And so um, I'm getting to that point where I, whenever I see another woman um, who is doing all of these amazing, incredible things, 
And I'm really excited that uh, they're there and that they've stuck through it and that they weren't one of the ones that decided to drop out. And it can be kind of saddening whenever I hear women talking down about themselves, um, especially women in science, or not about themselves, but about others um, and kind of bashing on others because it all took a lot of work for all of us to get to that point. And so, um, so it's kind of sad that there is this competitiveness against each other making sure that you are doing everything you can to keep yourself in school. So not just giving up if you haven't been seeking out help or um, not just giving up if you still haven't found something else you would rather do. If you end up giving up and you just work a part-time job and you're miserable, then that was probably the wrong choice. And you should probably go back and continue doing the science that you love. That's it for today. Isn't there something so liberating about letting your guard down and speaking your truth? It's not easy being in a minority, as a woman in STEM or otherwise, but through this Christmas compilation series of six episodes, I hope you get some inspiration and comfort on how to be your best self and live up to your own fullest potential. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow for episode four.